0: Welcome everyone to our first ever live episode of the Town Social, episode 44. Um, My name's Nick Barlow, with me tonight, Gaz, Killer, Steve, and, well, let's get straight into it, shall we? Blackburn away, after the really boring, turgid performance against Plymouth at home. Not good enough, Kev said, and, you know, we we brought in another two signings, didn't we, Rhys Healy, uh, Rodino Bolker and... There were a bit of optimism surrounding the Blackburn game. You know, Blackburn are on absolutely turgid form. Ant 1-6, in six, fans getting on the back, struggling. And we went there thinking, do you know what? We've got a couple of new players now. The squad's starting to bulk out a little bit. Let's go there and take the game to them. And then, of course, in typical town fashion, it took, what, six minutes, seven minutes for all that optimism to to disintegrate. Um Let's get into the game. Obviously, the first talking point was a Blackburn goal. Poor Johnny Og. Goes to play a pass right. Just doesn't look over his shoulder. The pass is under hit. Adam Wharton, to be fair, the guy gambles. It's a good run. It's a decent finish, to be fair, into the far corner. But Johnny Ogg won't want to see that again, will he? Absolutely terrible.
1: Yeah, I think um, I, I felt a bit sorry for him, really. It was a, it was a, it was, But well, we seem to be playing a few of these wibbly-wobbly, bibbly bobbly passes. He was under-hit anyway. so I'm not entirely sure where, where the ball was going when Hogg put it across. But, you know, you have to give Watten his due. I thought he stood onto it and kept his head and, and finished it early doors. And, of course, as we all know, once we go a goal down, we're in big trouble, aren't we? We don't we don't have to come back. I think the, the Blackburn commentators quoted the start and it was absolutely horrendous. Is it thirty odd games? I think since we last uh, we last won when we've uh, gone behind first.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Sort of like that, mate. It's when you don't score goals, you don't come back, do you? So you know that's the that's the thing. I mean, I I I said the stats before, didn't I? That we scored two goals or more three times in twenty two games. So you know we've only kept three, three clean sheets in 22. So the, the stats tell you that when we go a goal down, the chances are we ain't coming back to win that game. And so you know the, the goal goes in, and immediately everyone's heads dropped, don't they? And if, fair play, you know the, the, the players, they, they kept going, got back into the game. You know it's it's a it's sober, it's a really good ball in from the corner, whips it in with pace, Helicar talisman. Should play up front, shouldn't he? Gets his head on it. Great glancing header into the far corner for one all. Corner was so good that we didn't deploy that method again for any of the other corners. It's so bizarre in game management from the players. Um, you know Blackburn really susceptible by all accounts at set pieces. I, I can't. I, I, I tried to look to see how many that actually conceded from set pieces. I, I couldn't find it, but they are very susceptible, and it showed. You know their lack of height in the box. Brilliant ball whipped in and and a great equaliser. And then you're thinking, right, lads, come on, let's get into them. And uh, I think, (sighs) were we fortunate not to concede a penalty? Spencer tangles with Gallagher in the box. I've seen him given. I've seen him not. That was in my mouth a little bit, but I think it was a bit soft, really. But then Karoma wins the ball on the counter. Brilliant run, wide right, drags. Three players towards him, gets into the box, unselfishly lays it off to Jack Rodoni, who's made a great run into the box. And all he has to do is put his laces through it, smash it. Yes, it's on his weaker foot, but just smash it into the far corner. We're going at 2-1. All the momentum's with Town. And what does he do? Tries to sight foot it, goes wide. And I just, you just think, oh, no. And then we're going our time... The... <laughs> The battle, but in all in truth, like, did we create that much second half? We have two... The, probably, no, go on, mate. Sorry, go on.
2: I, I was just going to say that, I was just going to jump in and, and sort of say, um, it, it was a disappointing general performance all round again. You know, OK, we scored a, a good goal from a set piece, as you said, and, and then didn't deploy that tactic again, which, as you say, is quite amazing to say that Elliot's got... You know eight goals this season, you have to think about how many points he's actually won for us. Um, and uh, not just by scoring goals, but but also tackles at the other end of the pitch. So, you know, it was a great goal that we scored, but then we just don't capitalize on it. And it, it's it was a rerun of the Plymouth game. You know, you get you get chances, and then you just the limited chances that we do uh, get, we just don't take them. And as much as I've kind of liked. Um, Jack Rodoni and praised him this season um, for, for some of the things that he has done. It, it's just that final bit of quality on the end and he just, it, you know, when the big moments come, he hasn't been able to find the quality that he needs to to score and the position that he's in. Um, we need a player like him scoring a few goals and it hasn't come yet. I also think David Kasumu should have done better uh, with his chance. Um, In the second half So I was very disappointed Um, I think you know It's against a Blackburn side That are no great shakes They've got no confidence At the minute There's a lot of trouble From what I understand Behind the scenes there Um, Not everybody's happy And you know They've got Smodricks And they've got Gallagher But really have they got much else? Not a lot Yes they're probably better On the ball than we are And I think Kevin said that Basically in his his video Mm -hmm. Um But I think we should have done far better, and it was a game that I th- I feel, particularly with the ones that are coming up after these next two, that we needed to go and win. I said that out of the four games, Plymouth, Blackburn, QPR, and Chef Wednesday, I think more needed to get seven points.
1: Well, he's got two so far. So let's. You're see. I said we needed nine, and I thought we, we were talking about Redone. We might come back to this later, I guess, but. Two years now, people have been saying, "Oh, he just needs to, you know, he just needs to score a few goals. He needs to score a few goals, and and he just hasn't added it to his game. And he's in danger of becoming a another one of these lads we signed with bags and bags of potential and never actually fulfills it for me, Rodoni. Because that, that miss was criminal, and that that was the turning point of the game. He bags that away, and then 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 we're not losing that game, are oh,
2: no I, I agree with you but i'd also say that unlike some of the other players that we've had in the past you know he do, he does get us up the pitch and does and uh, and has you know got some quality about him i'm not saying it's all there but i don't think he's one of the worst performers um that we've had this season by by far um, that's just my general consensus really um but I, and and yeah i i agree with you guys we it would be would be great if if we'd have got nine points I allowed him a loss at, at Blackburn, a draw at Plymouth, and then the other two to be wins. But I just don't see it's going to happen. I, I know we'll get on to it later, but I just I don't even think we'll get five points as it stands. I think
3: look going into this game, we've only played him a few weeks ago and we comfortably beat him, right? And we look we look like a solid team. I think going into the game yesterday, I ate a back five. Well, again, we're gonna talk about that later on. I just don't think you can dominate games playing that way. I, just, I think there's inherent problems with that, again, which we'll come on to in a bit. But I kind of accept it because of how we played him a few weeks ago and like, OK, right, we'll go with the same kind of system. But they're going to be prepared for the style we're playing because last time we played him, right? So I can accept the first half as it was. Johnny Hogg's pass is awful. Um, he's coming to a point in his career, I think, where we've got to start talking about, and we will, if he's if he's fit enough or fast enough for that role anymore. Especially in the back five, when you when you've got three central defenders as well that are sitting sitting pretty deep, and you have fullbacks that aren't necess- backs that aren't necessarily as as advanced or as experienced. There's other other backs we've had in our our team over the last few years like Pippa and um, Harry Toffolo. When you because you ask a lot from them in, in a back five, the problem I have is that. The first half, to me, helic does what he does. He gets us back into it with his eighth goal, I think it is, of the season, which is something phenomenal for a, for a centre back. And like you say, it's, it's come from a corner. We were synonymously good at corners up until up until this year when we brought in a spe- specialist set piece um, coach by the sound of it, and it kind of didn't work too well. And if we, if that's if that's back in our arsenal now, then great, fantastic. But to me, I can kind of stomach what happened up until half time. Um, Blackburn have gone into this game with the 23rd or 24th worst form over the last six games. We could not be going to them at a better time. They need to get a result. They know they can't sit back. The manager's under pressure. The home fans are going to get on the back. It's perfect for us. And that first half, kind of, it were pretty tight. And Johnny Og, Johnny Og aside, it's, if his mistake's not there, I think we, we'd have gone in deservedly 1-0 up. And, and maybe two, because like you say, Rodoni's chance was was good. It is a hard finish. Um, I think everyone's taken a little bit too easy there. The ball's come from behind him on his weaker foot. And he's taken it first time. I think he should have actually stopped, trapped it, and then tried to put it in. I think it's a very difficult, it is a very difficult finish that, especially when he seems to be a bit of a streaky player as well, Rodoni. Before Warnock came and he won not great, was he? Then all of a sudden he found his feet and he looked a different player. He's been out a little bit since then and he's not really caught, caught back in. But the system is a little bit different. It might not be exactly what he needs. But I thought he was overall quite good yesterday. But again, it's all right going to half-time playing like that. And then second half, if Neil Warnock's in charge, you look for the weaknesses you make adjustments, and then you push on in the second half because he'd have known the urgency required to get three points yesterday. These are an easy set of fixtures. There's no easy games, but they're the easier fixtures we could have, right? We've got to take maximum points from some of these games because from here on, the games only get tougher. The thing is, we aren't, and we didn't really, in my opinion, have a go in that second half. Okay, chances came our way, but they're not always going to go in. And if you just dictate, play a little bit better and, and Overcommit as I'd have done yesterday, change it with the formation change in that second half to really push up field and press and see if you can get Blackburn to collapse in a nervy fixture. I think we'd have done much better. I think we'd have had more chances and would have come away with the three points. And now I'm a big advocate that our squad up until now has been two weeks of play that way. But when you go out and make four statement signings like we have, okay, not everyone's available at the moment, you kind of have to imprint a different kind of style. Or, or that's, that's my opinion on it. Um, and we didn't. It's like, we're just yeah right. We'll take this point and move on. But taking these points were not lost so what? But you you can't win by focusing on not losing in this division. You have to show some sort of impetus. And yesterday, I just I just didn't see it. And and I've tried to give darmo as much belief as I can. And and thinking right, his squad's not right. He's got to try try and he's got to try and play defensive and counter attack and break fast. I get it. And and yesterday it did nearly get us the win because we did get chances on the break again. But ultimately, we didn't and we weren't going to create chances any other way. And ultimately, the game kind of petered out without us really having a go. And, and that's, obviously, we're not happy with it. I don't think any of us on here. It seems pretty obvious no other fans are happy with it. And, well, and Kevin Nagel's obviously not happy with it And all. It's just, it's just I couldn't believe we didn't have
1: a go. Just, I don't know. It just kind of just thought what game would come to us. Media, after the game, and there were quite a bit on social media of people saying, we can't blame more for that performance. You know, saying, we missed not a chance. Keeper made a good save. Presume we should have scored. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here, by the way. because You, you know, my view. I, I was, I, you know, I I felt I felt for Darren Moore, and, and he lost me last week, and he lost me last week because he didn't, he didn't, he didn't stick. He, he had a choice of stick in and twisting and having a real go to win that game last week. Plymouth were there for the taking, and he chose to stick, and it happened again, happened again. And, and, and it, it, it,
3: it makes sense, guys. Some of the stuff he made yesterday, like Joe uh tweeted in. In, in regards to um, Sauber Thomas, why is he playing one back, one week uh, in front three or front two, and the next minute is he's, he's in a back five? It's there seems to be no pattern. I agree entirely. They don't seem there seems to be no real pattern. So why he's picking his team? And and yesterday I just kind of thought it'd start, it'd finally begin. And I think that's kind of the feeling everybody everybody missed out on, and and that kind of just gave everyone a bit of a flat at the full time whistle. Everyone's really flat.
2: Well, he, he he had to play Thomas uh, up top with Caroma for the last couple of games because literally we were down to us four playing up front for us, weren't we? Uh, with with the uh, supposed injuries that we've got, but I do agree Ian, that he um, he does have he does have this tendency to to pick weird, like he picks a certain formation which is five five at the back, but then. He, he puts people in weird places. He also, his tactics are, are, are very strange and conservative. And like in moments we're free, we, we, we try to be free flowing and, and, and passing. And then at other moments we're just hoofing it to, to absolutely anybody, trying to get it out wide as quick as possible. There's, n- there's no actual plan, which I agree with you. But the other thing I'd say is that he doesn't know how to change a game. So, for instance, against Plymouth, I don't even think he knew what subs that he wanted to do. Um, I think he just chucked anybody on that he could because, you know, I, there was no... I mean, he talks about these planned subs, which does my absolute head in. Like I don't understand how you can run a football club and have planned subs at, at particular times. It just doesn't work. You have to, you have to have, go with the flow of the game to feel the game, feel the emotion of the game, of how it's going to change it. And he doesn't... He, I don't think he does that. He's very robotic... Steve, he, I'd go even further modernism. there, Steve. Steve, I'd go further in that Neil
3: Warnock changed games for the better every time. Ne- we never looked worse when he made his adjustments. But when Moore makes his substitutions, we kind of fall apart. I don't I can't I, I might be wrong here, but how many games have we change formation or change personnel late? And, and it's totally changed the outcome of the game unless unless, well, unless never- I, miss, I must be missing one or two. I must be. We must I, have done it at some point. I was
1: too well I was convinced when I saw the lineup being we were going four, three, uh, four two, three one I was absolutely astounded when we went five at the back with Thomas playing wing back. The team was set to play four-two-three-one yesterday, you know, and get Thomas where he's best, wishes and, and I think in the last fifteen minutes when they changed their wing back for a lad who's more of a winger at their left wing back, Thomas came right into the game for 15, 20 minutes.
2: You know, well, if, you look, not... if you look at our squad, I think we suit a four-three-three the best with with Karoma and Thomas on the wings, with a, a natural centre forward up top, which I think we've got now in Radulovic and uh, Healy. Um, also, Healy can play sort of as one of the wide men as well, and then you've got your three midfielders of whatever makeup you want that to be. But I, just this on, on like constant thing about five at the back and and putting people like Brodie Spencer at left centre back. I just I, and I thought he did all right by the way, but he's not a left centre back in his entire life.
0: No, we're showing sure out. We it's it's so one dimensional. We have plan A. And if Plan A doesn't work, we keep going with Plan A. And then if it fails, we try Plan A next game and see if it changes. He's rigid to this five-three-two system, and we, there's there's nothing in game. The, the mark of the good manager or coach to me is you can see what they're trying to do. So like Wagner came in. We weren't necessarily winning games at the beginning, but you could at least see on the pitch the ideas and what we we're trying to do same when um, when Carlos came in and we've it you can see his in-game tactics and susssima. but can anyone honestly say after twenty two games what are what's our identity? have we improved in the style of play? Do we know what style of play we're playing what what's the plan? because I'm looking at that first game, that Coventry game to now. I don't see any kind of improvement whatsoever in terms of the performance and what we're trying to do. And 22 games is a, is a lot, is a lot of games to get your ideas across. What, you know, it, it's so easy, it's so predictable for us to know how we're playing. Basically, we just sit in a block and hit on the counter and that's all, that's it, that's all we do. And, you know, I mean, every, every team's work, you know, works as out easily and we just seem to. We we really struggle to adapt. He just doesn't adapt in games. He doesn't see the weakness of the opposition and change it. It's just continuous. And the caveat obviously is the squad. And you look at the bench in some of the in some of the games, and God, it's it's probably the worst bench we've ever had. But at some point, you've got to gamble, and we just haven't been brave enough. He lost it at the Plymouth game for me. Like I tried to give him as much time as I could because he's a look, he's a nice bloke and and it has been hard with the squad, but that second half against Plymouth were just disgusting. There was no appetite there to grasp the game by the struff of the neck and go out and get the three points. It was pass it to me, to you, backwards, sideways, backwards. Just no energy, no intensity. No one trying to mix things up, do anything different. You know, shove Ellic up top for the last five minutes, ten minutes. Just just go long into the box. Just try something different, but... You know, the crowd are screaming at them, go on, get it. for. And they're just, they're just, there's nothing. And, you know, our championship future is hanging by a thread here because I tell you now, like these, after these couple of games, you look at the fixtures coming up and I I can't see where our win's coming from uh, in those games. I mean, we've got Southampton away, Sunderland at home, Ull at home, Watford away, Leeds at home, Cardiff away. I mean, how many points are we talking there? Three? Ford,
2: Zero, Zero we're well, more in charge
0: you I, know, If we can't well, beat these two teams What are we doing against I mean Leeds are absolutely steamrollers
2: Well he lost it at, I lost it with him at Leeds away If I'm being completely honest Maybe not totally But how he could play Edwards For longer than five minutes in that game just And I know we're harping back a bit now But he, I mean I'm register blind And even I could tell that Edwards Was not good enough to play in that game Against Somerville, so our professional football manager at the second highest level of English football couldn't see. It. I'll never know, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know anymore. I I've, I he's it's, it's apart from Fotheringham, it's probably the it's probably the second manager where I don't actually know where we go from here. Well, I do. We, we sack him. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, what would you guys do with the formation? I mean, we touched on it already, I guess, but you touched on Oggie as well. I mean, what a great servant he's been. But he's my age. Do you know what I mean? Like, at some point, we're going to have to start phasing him out. Gaz is looking puzzled there. He's 35.
1: Are you you sure you're way older than him, Nick? I'm not having that. Oh, I get stuffed, mate.
0: But (laughs) at some point, you know, as good a servant as he's been, we're going to have to start looking into the future. and. Yeah, he's great to have around the team. His leadership abilities are unquestionable. He's picked for a reason, but you know, this is the time now to start phasing him out, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Do you think we need to stick with him or not? Because at the moment, I just think it's his performances haven't been great.
3: I think at this point, I, I am the same age as Johnny Og. My, my legs are even worse than his. But at this point, I think the legend of Johnny Og is better than the actual player that Johnny Og is at the moment. I think age, age comes to us all, and midfielders all of a sudden fall off a bit of a cliff. And it, it's sometimes hard to, to see it, uh, but eventually, just they slow down a little bit. They make a little bit, a few mistakes. They just—it's the—it is—it's the speed, it's the transition, it's the ability to look up quickly to see if if the if the pass is on or not. And, and that one on so I don't, I don't know. Johnny Og's never been the best at, at, when he's got his back to the opponent's goal. He's never been the best. This isn't the first time it's happened, but. I feel, especially when we have a back five, when you've got Johnny Og sitting deep and he don't progress very much, it's like playing with the back six. Nearly some weeks, it's, it's really not a system for me where Johnny Og can fit it. If they, if Moore's going to continue with that, and to be honest, I look at Alex Matos and even David Kasumo, who, who offer similar traits, maybe not the leadership trait, but then we have other leaders in the team, such as Pearson, uh, well not Pearson, Lee's and, and Hellick. Well, I'm, I'm, they look like to be obviously we don't know unless you play, but. I think we've got to find a new leader because I think it's sometimes when we're on in possession, it's like playing with 10 men. And, and we can't we don't have that luxury when we can't create enough chances for ourselves. And I know everyone loves Johnny Og. I get it. I love Johnny Ogg But again, when you when you're at 35, 36, he's not gonna be here forever. And and it'll 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 it could be now. Maybe maybe he's, maybe he's maybe past it. I don't know. But I just think even the system we're playing doesn't suit what he offers us. He's just not quick enough. He's just he's just not into the tackles as quick as Alex Matos is quite recklessly, Alex Matos, obviously. But I think we've got other options available to us now because look at your centre midfielders that we've got. Ben Miles, who I, I really like. I know a lot of people don't, but I think he does a lot off the ball. He's a bit of an enabler. His work allows other people to do other things. Um, Rodoni, you've got Kasumu. And it's and, and my I don't think you need Johnny Hogg in there, especially when you've got Karoma, Sorba Thomas. Delano's going to be back pretty soon as wingers. So then you're trying to, all of a sudden, we've gone from a squad where we have no options to, do we fit Johnny Hogg in? Is he, is he still offering enough today to be in? And And... I think seeing what seeing what he offered on Saturday, especially in that second half, I don't I don't I'm, I don't think he's he's going to be our Stonewall uh,
1: defensive order for much longer. He's the, he's the ultimate professional though in and I think that's why he always remains the first name on the team sheet for a lot of these managers that we've had in because we've had a lot of managers, haven't we? Let's be fair, and every single one of them picked Jonathan Og. I remember you and me having a conversation. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. That's really useful. Um, by the way, talking about you being young Nick, how young does Nick does Greg look on that picture? <laughs> that must have been a long time ago, Greg. That picture. Um, but you know, when we were talking, you and I had a conversation here about when Carlos Corbran was the manager, about how Jonathan's time was up. About he, you know, he looked like he was on his way out, and he probably wouldn't. And here we are, what three seasons later, and he's still an absolute, um, you know. Doll oh, what or that thing is still a man that gets don't on the pitch me like that. I'm guys. not doing me just... like that. That is throwing me under a
3: bus. Trying to say I said the same thing three years ago. It was. It was. But then since then we've played football. We 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 not have many options any kind of had to.
2: But mm. I think now it's a bit different. I think the the thing with Hoggies, you go back to the. I know it's a couple of years ago now. Don't get me wrong, but you go back to the Premier League years where you know he would slot in between two center backs take the ball off off them and 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 drive everybody forward i he, he can't do that in this system because he's having to constantly make sure that the two other center midfielders that's that's with him are actually doing their own jobs, which sometimes they don't do, and I think he, he, that's why he gets caught on the ball because he's having to do so much in this team that's limited with leaders. Warnock said it when he first came in. It's clear to see that that's still the case, and and we haven't replaced any league. We, You know, we haven't. I don't, I don't think that the players that we've brought in are necessarily leaders. I mean, that might be a bit of a harsh um, uh, comment, but. The best football that Johnny Og played was when he got the ball off two centre backs, and he could slip in there. And he, he he had one job, and he did that one job very effectively. And I just think if you look at his game now, he's having to pull passes out of out of his backside that he's never really been able to do it anyway. Um, I, I'm I always love the fact that you know who Johnny Og is. I think that he's a legend of the club. What I don't want to happen, and I think it'd be really sad if it did, is the way that Peter Clark was shoved out the club, and you know everybody said that he was too old, and you know we just cast cast, casted him aside, and 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 that was it. And I think that will be sad. I think we've had a habit of doing that in the past, and I, I don't think that's right. If yes, obviously personal pride will come into it, and he'll he'll probably believe he can play. Still, he probably thinks he can play for the next ten years. You know that's how footballers' mentalities are, but also he has to understand that the club is moving forward. It wants to try and move in, in an upward uh, trajectory, and and maybe he has to play a more off-field role than on-field role now. But I think I think I, was... think I think with Johnny Og,
3: I think the problem actually is not necessarily off the ball. Off the ball, he's good. We know he's good, but when we attack like we've been doing this year it's got to be so quick in transition and I don't think that is there anymore. I think off the ball yeah, it's fine. In defence, it's absolutely fine. But chasing games, trying to chase those three points, you need more. And I, I'm not that it's ever been his game, really. I just think it's it's it's, it's less his game now and, and it really does show. And maybe he's, he's right for the first 60 minutes, but then when you're chasing game, then you change it. But we've not even seen that on the Darren Moore, have we? That's kind of the problem. It's not necessarily Johnny Og's fault, but there's parts of games where he's, he's not necessary anymore, but he still seems a bit terrified of taking him off. And yeah. I think, I genuinely think that has cost us points this season.
0: It's too defensive. You know, Johnny Ogg, defensive midfielder, Kasumu, defensive midfielder, Matos, defensive midfielder, Wiles, box to box, but with defensive midfielder. It's too defensive. It's too defensive. And I, I think Matos would play that role. I think he's more dynamic and yeah, he would make the odd mistake, but he's he's tenacious and win the ball. I still think we need, in the transfer window, a midfielder that can pass a ball, that can thread a ball through, that can create things. I still think we're short in that department because I think, our, like I said, I think our midfielders are far too defensively minded and that's why we're not creating enough chances. But for me, I would love Johnny Oak to stay around. I'd love him to go into some sort of coaching role if that's what he wanted to do. I think he's great to have around and his experience and talking, particularly these younger players, bringing him on. I, I think what he brings to the club has been outstanding. But, you know, we are getting to that point now where it's going to either have to be the club or his decision to step back. And, you know, even if he just plays, you know, 10, 15 games a season. But I, I don't think it's fair to him to be playing him every game either because the he's going to get, he's going to get more injuries and, you know, like like Ian said, we're, we're not in a position where we need to do that. We don't need to rely on him every single game like what we used to do. We've got younger players that can fulfil that role pretty well.
2: Mm. I know that you said, Ian, you were, you've were you been impressed with Ben Wiles. I have to say I've had the opposite view. I know that, you know, you, you say he does a lot off the ball and I think that's that's great but i expected him to come here and be being, being able to be better on the ball than what he has been and also i know he's he's had his injuries and not played a lot of football but i think even now you know he's played a, he's played a bit of football for us now this season and he still don't look fit i mean he just naturally doesn't seem to be able to get past 50 minutes on a football pitch i think i think that's pretty harsh steve i think i think he does
3: so much running to cover the likes of Hogg Honestly, he goes left to right. If you see him, in it, the amount of work he puts in, I think I, what I like about him is he don't when do he gets the, on ball, the ball. Does he?
2: He don't do. What he does on the
3: ball. ball what, what he has managed to do for me so far, and and honestly, if you have a look at how many points per game, I'm going to work this out for next week because I've, I've seen it somewhere. I've said it a lot, but I need to work it out. But when he's in the team, our points per game, I think, is much greater than when he's not in the in the team. Right? I think he does influence the way we play more than most people understand. But the problem is with centre midfielders. That, that is the problem. It's really hard because the, the assists aren't really there. He kind of makes a pass to somebody else who makes the assist and then the goal goes in. See, what he does is he gets the ball and he transitions quick, man. He gets the ball and he just turns and goes. And he takes that first 15, 20 yards and then has a look. And now, I think the problem we have with him and why why he hasn't looked exactly what we expected to get from him is there's no one else with him. When he gets it, turns and, and runs forward, we, ne- we have next to no midfield. The way we play is in defence, you've got your first press, and then we just like compact straight away. We go straight back and we just let them run from midfield until we've got our back five and Johnny Hogg in front of it. And then we start engaging. The amount of work that is for a midfield to run back and forth, back and forth. And that's why I just want to see the end of this back five because I think you can't control the midfield if, if you're trying to play a bit deep and you, you're worried about conceding goals. And that's the way you do it. I think Ben Wiles will be a different player if we have more possession. But when you're on a game, 28, what was it, Saturday? It was quite low possession again, wasn't it? I don't yeah. think it
0: Thirty-two percent possession.
3: 32. So every midfielder
2: in the Blackburn yeah. team is getting two opportunities to do something with it than I lot are. And then I, I agree with that. I I agree with what you're saying in terms of that. I, I and I accept he does a lot off the ball and he does you know he does transition quick. So, but I think you know at Rotherham he was he was a dynamic midfielder where he he could he could pull strings. He could he could create something. He could you know do a bit of magic and he did that at Rotherham quite often. But I haven't personally seen that. At the moment, in the games I've watched, I'd like to see him go forward a bit more in terms of getting near the edge of the area. Maybe having a couple of shots again at Rotherham, he scored quite a number of goals, but we haven't seen any of that. And I, I accept that you know, in the formation and the 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 sort of tactics that were you know, Mars Moore, putting out, it's that doesn't help him. I, I fully understand that. I just it's just a shame for me that we've not been able to see the best from him, and I think that's. You know that that's just down to the management and how he's being managed. But I do think it's a shame.
0: I don't think he's hundred percent. But then whose fault that? If we signed a player in hundred percent fit, that's a club's fault. That's not the player's fault. And I think it's going to take him a bit of time to get up to speed. It was a big move for him away from Rotherham because that's all he's ever known, and that's a big adjustment. And people don't often think about that with players that. You know, they're all human beings and sometimes it's a bit. Of a, it takes a bit of time to get bedded into a new team when you've been somewhere for so long. And more often than not, I mean, our average possession, like I say, it's 37% possession, our average. We hardly, we hardly see the ball. And when we do attack, we bypass the midfield more often than not cause it's on the counter-attack. We do it just straight down the wings. So it's not re- really had much opportunity to really exert himself and create that much. I, I,
1: think I think we'll see the best of next year. I think an effect on all of them, though. Like this, uh, the, you know, this fact that we're, we're having to do so much chasing, so much running back to our own goal and side to side and trying to block and and trying to close down. It's not, you know, it's no wonder that the players flag towards the end of the games, and that's the opposite of what of somehow Warnock. We seem to get stronger, didn't we, towards the end of the game under Warnock. Yeah, on the move, we actually start to look like, and maybe this is part of the problem, you know, we're saying, we look. I'm saying, sorry, um, that we look like we're happy to take a point after 80 minutes. Maybe the players are gone. Perhaps they're just banjaxed.
0: Yeah, well, we comment there about, sorry, it just flashed up and then it's gone again. But from Joe Macklemore there, the, the, the players look tired after 60 minutes. And yeah, they, they do. I mean, when you don't have the ball, you're just chasing all the time and, I mean, how many injuries do we get as well? I mean, I've I've worked in A and E's with less injuries than this, this town side. I think what is it now? Twelve? Have we got twelve injuries now? It's Eleven. Matos went off in, well, Matos yeah. went off, didn't I? With it, with it. So, yeah. you know, and the problem is when we get injuries, we don't just get injuries for a week or two, do we? It's for like, it's for three or four months more often than not. Again, right? no, Nick,
3: that's I think like Gaz is saying. I still think that's inherent with playing the system that we do, where all that's game, what? every game is like you say they're going to chuck the bodies into the tackle every single every single game from the start to the finish
2: what 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 midfield would you all have if if you could pick your midfield out of the players that we've got what midfield would you have so if we if, if you're if we're all sort of saying that hoggy needs to you know not play every game you know I would potentially play Matos in the Hoggy role I'd have david Kasumo in midfield and I'd also have jack rodona I'd, because I don't think jack suits a wing role.
3: That's mine as well, Steve.
2: I would go with a back four. And I really think whatever you've got the back dictates
3: what you play in the midfield. But you I'd have I'd have two old midfields with a back four. But I'd have Matos and Kasuma where one can go sense what the game's like and you can go or you do but you've got that option, you've got that freedom. It looks yeah. like we've got fuck all freedom. That everyone's terrified of Doing anything wrong because if they give a goal away, it looks like they're just going to get absolutely rollicked in, in training. That's how it looks to me on the sideline watching it. They look like they're sticking to the defensive roles because they know if they don't, they'll get in trouble. I'd have uh, Matos and Kasumu. I'd have Rodoni. I'd have Rodoni in that uh, central midfield in front of him, and then a width with Sauber and Karoma. But then, yeah. then it comes to your striker, doesn't it really? As well, I think it's important you've got to look at the entire kind of lineup to to see what you'd have in your midfield. But with about four, I think it's hard to look past Kasumu, Matos, and uh, Rodoni. But then if to be honest, Matos is raw. We don't know how he's going to go. To me, there's already been a bit of a drop-off. I didn't think he was great against Blackburn. Um, then you've got, obviously, Wiles that possibly could, could go in there and offer a little bit more going forward than, than in defence um, if Matos isn't quite ready yet, which we're going to find out in the next few weeks.
2: Yeah.
0: It's all right. The thing is, like, I, I agree. And the only issue I've got with having one up top is, Do are we going to get enough players in the box? Because at the moment, the ball goes into the box and there's there's, black, there's one guy in there, two guys. And, and if we play just one striker, I mean, yeah, in theory, the, the white players should cut in. You should have a midfielder running in, making late runs into the box. But we just don't seem to do it. We just don't get enough people in the box.
2: But they're not told to do it, Nick. That's the thing, under my system, under the system, I think we all play, which is 4-3-3 by the sound of it, that's what you'd have. You'd have Rodoni running in the box, you'd have a Kasumu running into the box or a Matos, whichever, like Ian says, one goes, one stays. And then you'd have, you know, whoever's not crossing the ball, you'd have them running into the back stick. It's not difficult. I think that we're all, you know, we're all we all intelligent here where we we understand how football works, but it doesn't seem like. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Gaz well, is your mind, but I'd like to think we're all intelligent, and I, and I'm sure you know. I've I've spoken to Gaz enough to know that he's an intelligent bloke, but um, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like you know the manager the manager at Huddersfield Town Football Club is is deploying the players in the best system possible, and I, I find it absolutely crazy that. He doesn't
0: know how to do that. He's under big pressure. I mean, penny for Darren Moore's thoughts, to be honest, because he's under massive pressure. And a majority. I mean, you see all the polls on Twitter or X, or whatever it's called, every day. There's a poll. You know, Darren Moore out or in, or and it's usually about eighty percent want him out. And and I, I do feel sorry for him, but you know, then we see. You know, Kevin put another one of his of his updates out there on, on Twitter and um, I'm, I'm going to just, I made a few notes from what he said because I think there's been a real shift here in, in the ter- I think you picked up on this Ian, um the other week, but I think there's been a bit of a shift in the terminology used and I'm just going to read out some of the quotes from it. Um, I mean, he said, I'm not happy with the outcome today. I love the players, but they were sloppy. They couldn't execute passes. We didn't pass very well at all and made mental mistakes, which ultimately cost us a match. Darren's a great guy, but I've spoken to other managers, not sure who, but although complimentary, said our formation is too conservative. We have to make a change in how we put our formation out there. I have to make decisions, and we are up against the wall. I don't want to play QPR and lose. I'm really disappointed with the last two matches. I want it to win both. I want us to be aggressive on the pitch. I don't want to be sitting here this time next week in a different spot. Guys, I mean, he doesn't mince his words. (laughs) Um, There's a lot in there. Are these helpful? You know, is he putting too much pressure here on the players? Because he, he singles out the players there and the manager. I mean, we don't normally see this for managers. I like how open he is, and it, it's nice to see that he's feeling it like we are. A lot of people would say otherwise and say, "Look, we shouldn't be saying these things." But I guess he put some money in. He's putting his money where his mouth is in terms of signing players. So you know, he's entitled. You know, he, he doesn't. He can do what he wants. But is this helping him? You know, is it justified? To me, that reads like if if we do if we lose to QPR on Sunday to me the the axe has to fall reading that I I don't know how you can interpret it any other way to be honest because otherwise if we do lose and nothing changes it's going to look a bit daft isn't it so what do you guys think to that?
3: Like we said last time to me the changing conversation the changing tone said everything and that started a couple of weeks ago and I think it's really important to understand season tickets go on sale Pretty soon, I'm guessing. And when you can tell um, the players that they... Has um, that gone off? Can you hear me? No, still
1: here. You're back, mate. You're, back, I, mate, you're yeah, back. It's just, it's just so, frozen on my
3: yeah. But no, it's really important, I think, to to understand the change of tone that he's had um, in the last few weeks. And there really is a massive difference. Um, and I think it's pretty clear. I don't think you've got to be a genius. You don't have to be a genius like Gaz or like Steve, to be fair, under his own, own admission to, to work out what it means. And to me, I, I, I can understand it. He's only saying what most of us think. I, I don't feel like he's overstepped the mark there at all. I think it's transparency to a level that I kind of can pal- accept. Um, it might not be perfect, but I can understand why people are getting upset about it. It's kind of one in the middle, but realistically the football's got to change and we've got to beat QPR because the harder games are coming up. And if we don't take maximum points this weekend come in, it might be a long while until we can after the Sheffield Wednesday game. It, it's hard. It, it really is do or die. And he's... With using Carmichael David, Kevin seems to be very much on everything, doesn't he? And um, I think he just, he understands, he plays the fans very, very well. He understands where we're at and what we're feeling. And I think he just he just gets it.
1: I think he um, now he's back on, he's on his way back to America, isn't he? So I guess that brings a question about whether we're going to see any more signings if he's not here. Um, I do think when he gets back to the States, the video diaries will probably slow down in volume. So... We're not going to see as many or as much content i don't think there's a couple of bits nick that you didn't pick out if you don't mind which one was he said the best is yet to come we're just running out of time when he was talking about the new signings which was quite interesting um and he also talked about the fact he was disappointed losing the last two and he would rather have lost attacking trying to win than drawing which is exactly what i said the other day, really. So, you know, and he said, "I think our fans feel the same." He's cranking up the pressure massively on Darren Moore um, in his video after the Plymouth game. He said he talked about going on a run of three wins, which I took to mean Blackburn, QPR, and Sheffield Wednesday. of people on Twitter argue that wasn't the, that wasn't what he said? Well, no, that isn't what he said. That's what he fucking meant. I can tell you that's what he meant. So, you know, I think um, is it is it helpful? Not really. Some people would say it's unprofessional. Some people say it's stuff that should be done behind the door. I'm, I love it, man. I think it's great. Honestly, I think it, I think it's box office. But um, he's putting himself. But he's not. Not only is he putting Darren and the whole uh, football club under pressure, he's also putting himself under massive pressure now. That's the bit. I think. I don't think he's joined up in his own head. But actually, the, the pressure fundamentally, the responsibility sits with him. There's only one person responsible, and that's him. So. So yeah, we'll see the other managers' thing. By the way, Nick, I do wonder whether that means he's been talking to other managers. Well, yeah.
0: who, who are these other managers. That's yeah. what. I'm, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, w- I, but, I don't disagree with anything he said because it's no, what we're all thinking in it. It's fair. it's playing for all to see. The, the stats don't is. lie. The stats are atrocious. Like we've <laughs> it's three three wins in twenty two games. I mean, it's horrific, really. When you when you break it down, no matter what stat you pull out, it's it's not good enough. And you know, I'm sure the, the manager, the players, I'm sure everybody knows it. He's not saying anything to me controversial. Um, and I think people do need to be held to account because we are just coasting here. We, we're just we're happy to see at games one all. There's no desire to go and win the games, and it's not good enough. The fans deserve better. The the team des- The club deserves better than that. And
2: so, so obviously, I've met him on a couple of occasions now and interviewed him. Um, and the, the thing I took from last night's diary was, um, a couple of things. Well, quite a lot of things, actually. Nick, what you've read, you've read out is that I do think he's probably spoken to the managers. Uh, whether he meant to say that, I'm not so sure. Whether the emotion just ran with him when he's speaking, who knows? Um, I think even if we draw against QPR, I think moore has gone. I, d- I don't understand. I don't see how he he said we must win. We have to win. That's his own words. So anything but a win th- must mean a change of manager. I I can't see how Mo stays in the job if if he doesn't win. Um, I think you know the the thing we have to get into his psyche is psychies, that he he's a he's an American, and in American sports they have win or lose they very rarely have a tie or draw or whatever. It doesn't really exist in American sport, or if it even if it does, it's a very sort of damp way to go out. And in British sport, obviously, that in particularly football, if you have a draw, then you get one point, so it can be taken either way. And I don't think that that's not in his psyche at all. And I think that's why uh, he said, you know, I'd rather play attacking football and lose than win and I've had discussions with my mates over this weekend about what he said. And I agree with it. I'd rather us go hell for leather, have thirteen shots and seven, eight, nine on target, and we get and we lose on a on a last minute penalty. But we've had a damn good go and we've tried as hardest and we've created some chances and excited the crowd. Than than go what we've done over the last two games and not even try to go for the win. Even against teams that you know, like Plymouth and Blackburn, as we've previously said, who are not the greatest of teams, and that we could probably beat. So I actually agree with him on that. I think I think I agree with him on a lot of things. I agree that he's put himself under pressure. The other thing that we we don't see is that this sort of way of communicating with fans in British football, and I think we're all a bit surprised by it. You know, we're all a bit surprised of his honesty because we don't don't see it from any other club. Ever. I mean, you look at... I said the other week, you know, would we rather have Kevin than what's going on at Reading? Well, you'd rather have what Kevin's doing. You know, and, and I think he is honest and I agree. People need to be held accountable. Three wins at 22. It he is an absolute shambolic state. And the goals that we've conceded are shambolic. And the tactics are shambolic. So... To me, I think he's dead right, and I, and I and I hope he continues. I agree with Gaz; they'll probably slow down on them now when he's back over there because he's, he's probably going to, you know, concentrate on his Sacramento team and his businesses back in America as well. But I tell you what, he, there's no way he's going to take his eye off what's going over on over here because he wants something for what his investment is. He believes he's put a bit of money now into the club. He's backed the manager in terms of the spending the money on signings to improve the squad. So he wants to see some urgent um and, and positive reactions from that. And if he doesn't get it, then I think it more's done for. And I don't agree with what some fans are saying that, you know, well it needs to be it needs to be done in, in private. But that's just an old British thing of we do things quietly and buying closed doors. That's not the way Americans do things.
0: Well, it's, like I say, it's not saying anything that none of us are already saying. It's, you know, and everybody knows it. And the thing is, like, if he said nothing, fans would be moaning at that as well, Steve, because whatever all the fans loved about Dean All was the communication, you know, the, the yeah. closeness, the openness. And that's what we wanted, wasn't it? From the, from the chairman, someone that communicates that channel of, you know, constant channel of communication. And that's exactly what we've got.
2: Exactly, and also people that people that say, "Well, hang on, he threw Warnock under a bus, and Warnock had the, you know, the balls to stand up to him, and Moore doesn't have that." Well, that's just a mute point to me, you know. What? Obviously, we, nobody agreed. I think if you ask ninety percent of the fans, ninety nine percent of them didn't agree with Warnock leaving. But well, that's been and gone. We're twenty two games later. It's different, games, yeah, it's different when you're winning
3: games, Steve. It's different when you're winning games as well. Warnaut's winning games. Yeah, yeah. Darren, Moore, Darren yeah. Moore isn't winning games. And the thing is, exactly. you can't say, you can't, no one can sit here now and say, Kevin's not gone out and put his hand in his pocket and brought in exactly. some players no. that have cost quite a bit. And like, like I've met him a couple of times and he kept saying budget and this and that and we've got to level it up. We're spending a bit much. But all of a sudden, it seems he realises right now that we definitely needed more. We needed more. We can't get championship status with what we had. And he's gone out and spent the money. We would look attractive to other managers at this point. You can't argue Darren Moore's win percentage shows that he's not done a, a poor job when it comes to results. He has. It's been it's been terrible. And like you said, it's likely to be one of the worst starts of a town manager's had, right? That's a fact. Yeah, Bath, Bath, Bath,
2: him. Yeah.
3: It won't be the worst, but it is bad. It's a it is bad, right? It's without doubt a bad start, right? I think for me, the big thing this weekend is if he does remove Darren Moore after a negative performance at QPR. That's a big U-turn for Kevin Nagle. He's, 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 he's gone out and give Darren Moore a huge plaudits when he brought him in. Saying he's the guy, he's our guy, he's the man. Um, he's given him a multi-year contract. Um, at the time, we thought that was a bit strange because normally, when it comes to football managers in England, when you when you bring them straight in, you, rolling contracts. And that's kind of our town have done it for years, isn't it? Really. So, so if you need to change it, it's an easier thing. Um, if if he comes out and he admits that he got it wrong next weekend, if, if things don't go well, that's only another feather in Kevin Nagel's cap for me. I think it's another positive thing you can have in an owner. I still think the transparency is showing is a level that is acceptable. I'm still professional. I think Carmichael, Dave, asked him uh, Dave whichever it is. He asks him all the right questions and, and Kevin answers all the questions. And he does not answer it in a way that I feel like I'm getting duped. He answers no. it in a way that it feels, yeah. just feels open and honest. And again, to a level where I don't, I think it's quite unfair to say he's speaking too much. I do. I think he's speaking just the right amount. Um, yeah. and I say, we'll see. We'll see what it's like when he goes back to America. It could be different again. But it's it's clear he's not happy with with what's going on with, on the field. And I've, I've never said a cut co- Honestly, Kevin Nagel gives a better post-match conference than Darren Moore does. Listening, we'll get, listening we'll to sloppy players to and, and all that. I can listen to Kevin break down games all day long. It's quite yeah. interesting. And he kept referring to the Blackburn players being crisp. Not crisp, but he said their passing was quite good and we weren't as good on the ball. And that's quite a big thing. I could not really hear that. It's quite nice and refreshing. There's, there's very few owners in English football that that talk that way. Um, but he seems to do it and and you say you could have got we could have got an owner that comes in that speaks about nothing, about nothing. And when he has put the money in his pocket, like he has done with the with the signings he's brought in, your manager's got to deliver. And if he if he isn't delivering with what you've brought in, you have to go out and find somebody that will. And I think that's what the moment is, either this weekend or the game after, because it seems pretty clear that Nagel expects results now because he said he's not. Ta- he, he, he talked about athletes as well, didn't he? He said athletes adapt quickly to new systems. The professionals, and, and that was another thing. That's telling me that he's thinking. Now don't come with this excuse that you need a full preseason or you need this time to amalgamate into the current setup. We need results now because we need to to push up the table. And uh, did he move on to the next two wins? Or are we back to he's dropped from he what three wins in a row, guys? He's back two down wins. to two wins in a row now. Is that where we're at?
1: I think he wants one win in a row, doesn't he? <clears throat> I think, I'm, I'm just, I would just think, you know, this change of attitude, in was when he landed in the UK, it seems. He seems to have spun off this. Was our man to, he's our man right now. To He's got, you know, three three wins out of three, make it look different. To, we have to win next week. No, ifs, no buts. So he's moved quickly while he's been here. And I do wonder, you, you think there about, oh, well, I'm not going to accept this whole players have got to settle in. You've got to have your thing. We've had a lot of injuries. Bear in mind, this guy—he's Jake and Mark Cartwright's man, right? I, I don't yep. think, I don't think Kevin Neal appointed Darren Moore on a three-year contract. Jake and Mark Cartwright have done that, and that's why I think. Well, he's not been in the country; they've been able to go. Ah, well, you see, the thing is, in and he, and, and I think he's got here, and I've, and he's seen it for himself, and he's thought, I'm fucking having the wool pulled over my eyes here, boys. We need players, because they may well have been saying to him, well, we don't need to sign four or five, Ken. we just need to get our injuries back. and I mean, maybe one, maybe two. And I think he's come and realised that, that there's a lot to do. And, and I do wonder if that's part of it. I was watching a thing this sat this morning with Tony Mowbray on. They went to Stoke and, Birmingham went to Stoke and won. And he was saying that people were saying to him before the game, you know, the ideal scenario is you go to Stoke and you stop them, because Birmingham was struggling. You go to Stoke, you stop them playing and then see if you can snap. He said, no, no, he came to win. We set up to win, we came to win. And that is a complete opposite of the mindset Darren Moore has had in the last two games. He knows Birmingham needed points to get himself away from that danger area, and he set up to win, and guess what they came away with? Gaz, you
2: know, 100%. I agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, Darren was um, Mark Cartwright and and Jacob Wood's man. And the reason I think that is because when Kevin first bought the club, I think he brought them in and he thought they will run the club for me on on the day-to-day basis that they are. They will be my football knowledge because obviously it's an area that, although I own my Sacramento team, you know, British football is very different and I've got to learn on the hop and I need some football people t- to do that. And I just think that they've mucked it up. And I think like uh, exactly like the last two times, well, the la- th- this big month that he's had or three weeks, I think he's learnt more than he he has in the last six months. And I think he's decided, no, enough's enough. I'll put my money in my uh, my hand in my pocket and, um, you know, we need to sort it out. Because just his whole, I, I really like him, but just his whole attitude is the typical sort of, we need to get on, we need to sort stuff out. And I don't think he takes any prisoners when he has meetings. I just don't think he's like that. I, I, there's no way he's going to sit there and say, yeah, this is nice, this is good. I think he's one of these. What's the agenda? What do we need to sort?
1: And how do we need to sort it? Because
2: I'm paying you a lot of money to do it.
1: He, he's he, uh, he's very much into legitimate leadership. You've got the means. You've got the opportunity. It's your responsibility. Yeah. You deliver it. And, and I, I, mean, I I like you, I like that. I think that, that works for me, by the way, because everybody knows... Clearly, everybody knows behind the scenes that they're under it. I think Dave, Cartwright Dave said it was a ton of pressure that everybody's under, and I think they are now. So, Sunday, sorry, excuse me, Sunday's going to be massive, isn't it? Massive.
0: Absolutely massive. And Look, it's, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, guys, I have zero confidence we're going to win that game because I think QPR, small blood to be quite honest. They know a win will take them above us. We're away from home. Our away form is absolutely pitiful. <sighs> I, 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 I I, think at best we'll get a draw, another one all. but I think we will concede because we concede nearly every game and we just don't score enough goals, you know.
1: They'll be I, I, Their fans will be bouncing and it's a tight, you know, stands close to the pitch you're right on top of the picture at this road aren't you you know yeah. they'll be right up for it and and they actually played okay by all accounts on saturday as well yeah. so you know i know this chair always seems to turn up against us as well doesn't it so, you yeah. you just see it yeah do, do absolutely
0: we,
1: do we want
2: to lose no, i never want <laughs> to lose dear, but no, no but but for the biggest there's plenty the of fans that do steve yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. For the bigger picture of the club, there's two strands to this, isn't it? Does Darren Moore, has Darren Moore had enough so he just throws the game and gets sacked and gets his three-year payout, or, which obviously you wouldn't expect, you would expect him to have professional pride and want to continue, but you might be sick of the public utterances. You never know, do you? But, um, or, and, and for us as supporters, there's a there's a loss as bad as what a loss is for the points and the games coming up, does it mean we can get somebody in who's actually a bit positive and wants to go win a game? I never want to see us lose, but I always think about the bigger picture.
3: Hey, we could be sat here next. We could we could be sat here next Sunday in a different spot, at, like like Kevin speaking of, because he might go at Darren Moore, put an attacking team out. We might we've not seen one. Maybe maybe it will work, but he's, he's been forced into it. I, I cannot see how we don't go with a back four next week. We have to we have to have a go. I can't remember a game that I'm actually looking forward to more because it's a mid-season game. QPR—they've got a new manager, balance, haven't they? Gareth Ainsworth did a, a, a quite a humorous job for everybody who wasn't a QPR fan, um, but they're, they're doing all right now. They look—they look okay. I know the form hasn't been—I think they started well when when they replaced him, and then they had a bit of a drop in form, and they've obviously got it back together a little bit this weekend. But when—when when does this kind of game happen? Where you know from listening to Kevin Nagel directly on on social media that. This weekend's massive, and it's a game that could, it could go either way. We aren't we aren't a terrible team, but we just I still think now with the new players we've brought in, we, we're playing under such heavy constraints that Kevin's openly told Darren Moore that we don't want to play that way. That we can't play that way. Let, let's 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 have a go. Anything could happen on Saturday on Sunday. Anything anything could happen. Um Back, I say I'm going, backs. I'm going with Gaz. I'll see you down there, Gaz. Last time we went to one of Sunderland and that were that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? That came from absolutely nowhere, but that was a very different game in that we counter-attacked as best we could and and, and stopped the passing lanes and did really well. I don't expect that game at all. On, on Sunday, it's gonna be very different. I think it's gonna be very nervy. QPR will be looking at it as well. We're not only ones nervous going down to that. We are away. So there's more pressure. Well, maybe not now because of what's happened with 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 the Nagel interview yesterday. But there's a lot of pressure on QPR to get something from that game because yes, if they win, they go above us and out of the relegation zone on goal difference. But if we win, we're six points ahead of them. Then That's it's, it's it. a huge game, and I don't think any team will leave anything off the table. I I, I just can't I can't see us accepting a point. A couple we've had a couple of messages, I think from Sneaky Pete. I love his username. Um, Oh, that's with zero points. On six. So it's got to be QPI. If more goes, who do we want it next? Sorry, that's but there was another one. There's another one uh, is the, yeah from Simon. Is a draw the ideal result on Sunday? It sounds awful, I know. DM gets the boot and QPI stay three behind. And I, I think, like I say, Steve, you were kind of referred to that earlier on. I understand it, but I really I, I really think we're going to have a go. I think I won't be sending the goalkeeper up in the last couple of minutes if we're drawing. I'm not saying that, but
2: we have to try and dictate that game somewhat. Back to 16. Back six. Oh, I'm you telling imagine? you. I'm leaving. I'm telling you. I'm I'm telling you. You'll turn up. You two at QPI. You'll see team sheet. You'll be the same team as always. And it's a back six. I am telling well, you. Now that, with.
3: Steve. It's a long drive down there.
2: I know. Like, I, don't nice to... and... <laughs> I don't want beers, so I to park. I don't
3: want. i probably to drive one. home. I don't, I'm don't first... want to be in LNER, So I'm fine here. You know right I don't I'm want drive to drive back after. So there'll be no beers to me. I'll have to have craft coffee. It'll be awful. I'll be milking those little tiny sachets where you've got to get 4,000 of them to make it even slightly palatable. <laughs> Honestly, if I turn up and there's a five, I don't know. No, I can't.
2: Oh, you've triggered me. I'm triggered. I'm triggered now already. It's a you week let, to go. Uh, Ian, would you, be sh- would you be shocked if you read the team sheet and it's a back six? We're hogging now. You're not going to drop hog, is he? Even after one mistake. Uh, and he, 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 I haven't seen a game where he's not played a back five yet.
0: Still be the same team. I'll tell you now, he's played yeah. he's played five three to every single game. So why is he gonna why Same is he gonna team. change now? I think that's no the easy off. change you can <laughs> make
3: right. I think that's easy change you can make right now, so it looks like it's more aggressive. I think if he goes with that on Sunday, it does look more aggressive to everybody else. I think if you play with the back five, people will be questioning if there is no positive result. Why didn't you have a go? Whereas if he puts the back four in, at least he can't say he ain't tried. It might not work. Maybe he's blamed for it when it collapses in on itself, if it does. But I think it still shows some sort of intent that we're gonna have a go because He's been told to do it, as we all get
2: know. Ready. Get ready to be disappointed.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I expect QPR come out like a steam train. First 10 minutes, I think they'll try and get an early goal. And with our form, you know, and the way we start games, I can see them getting one, to be quite honest. I, I think we'll get... I think it'll be another draw. I think it'll be another draw. And I I fully expect it to be the same formation I mean, I, I've been quite impressed at like the two strikers. I thought they did all right, you know. Radulovic, I, th- I thought we were a bit unlucky, really. He's he probably, you know, he, he had a brilliant touch to come inside and shot, and the, and the keeper made a good save. I think his touch was just slightly too heavy, allowing the keeper to close it down. And, and Ilie gave a really good pass through that um, Kasumu chance as well. I think we do have more potency in attack. I think we carry more of the threat, but we've, we've got to be utilised and. I've seen nothing in the 22 games to suggest that anything's going to change. I mean, I mean, you talked about you know Kev coming over and seeing like for himself, but you 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 go into the into the town ground and the atmosphere, and you know we're, we're averaging. I said it the last pod. We're averaging two shots on target a game under Darren Moore. That's one shot on target every 45 minutes. I mean, bloody hell! Like, how how can you get excited watching that? You know, the atmosphere is shocking. The and he just doesn't react, does it? That's another thing. Like, if he was reacting like, ah, oh, I'm going mental and, like, getting it... But it kind of just stands there. Like, you, you see the other manager at the, at the water breaks and stuff really getting into the players all around it, showing up. And I've seen him times just kind of stood there and no one's really getting into each other and and maybe that's just his, his his persona and the way that he does things, but it does not look good, does it? When you when you've got to win games and you've got it, you know, and you and you're coming from a Warnock type character, it's just something else in it. <laughs> something has, else he, that just he has
2: he has no no career like he's he's just got no nothing that binds us and the fans together. I mean, you said that you two went up to Sunderland. I don't know if you did, Nick. But the fact that he got, and he's only had three wins, let's remember, one of them were up at Sunderland, and he still didn't go over to to celebrate with the fans, one of his only successes. He's just, I don't understand the mentality of the bloke. I can't, you know, against 3-0 against Blackburn, the best win he's had, and he goes straight down the tunnel. I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's, I weird, isn't it? it's weird, It's just
3: Actually, him, though. That's him. And everybody's different, but I think... Certain coaches fit certain teams, and David Wagner were perfect for a, Dean knew it Working class, whatever, got it, got us ramped up, and that's what we kind of need. And especially, like you said, we've said before, if you're not winning, you need to see even him Like you could tell he were going to at least have a go. He didn't look like he were ever going to be a good coach, but you could see him getting pissed off. And I don't know. I I find that more acceptable than seeing somebody calm all the time. And Darren Moore's played. Is it 600 professional games? I don't know how many professional games he played. A lot of professional games. He's been captain all over the place. He is, he is a leader. And every time you see anybody speak about him, they say he's a great leader, he'd go through a wall for you. But it's just like you say, when the team is performing, or is performing, the way he reacts with the fans just doesn't resonate well with town fans. Not that it wouldn't at another team, maybe somewhere else in, in English football it would. I don't know if it went to Sheffield Wednesday and West Brom. But with yeah. us, especially if you're losing, I think we're hard working. Town fans like hard working people. And that's not to say he isn't working hard. But when, it, when he carries himself in his very professional and kind of calm and, and chilled way, that's not that he isn't working hard, but it just appears that it, 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 it doesn't affect him the same way as it affects us. I'm sure it does. I am sure it does. But when when you don't sh- visibly show it, football fans, they don't like it. And, and town fans especially don't like it. We've we've seen it too many times since he's come in. And like I say, it's only been 22 games, but the amount of time that Leeds especially, that was after that game. And okay, there were loads of chanting uh, Darryl Moore out. And, Warnock's Barmy Army and all this kind of stuff. So I kind of get a bit of frustration there why you wouldn't do it. But yeah. it's just the fit, the personality fit to me isn't quite there. So you have to win games. And he isn't winning games and he hasn't won games yet. So yeah. when your personality is the way you are, where, where he is and we're not winning games, it's just going to be unpalatable for, for quite a lot of town fans as, as is evident on the polls, like you say, Nick, where 80% of people seem to be like, it's, it's time for a change.
0: It's boring, isn't it? Like the interviews are boring, the games are boring, the atmosphere is boring. I mean, I, I mean, i like, I've, I've been at Coroner's Courts with better atmosphere than at town matches. You not this bad,
2: Chris it's Powell? I don't, it's, like, it's, it's, it's
0: shocking, mate. It's it's terrible, and uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Chris Powell was bad, wasn't it? But I tell you what, it's it's another level this, and I mean, if he does go, and I, I honestly think it's when, unfortunately, not. if But who who would you have? Because there's not a lot out there. To, I mean, obviously, you know, Kev's must have gone on phone to Jose, you know. <laughs> but if, if he thinks, you know, if Jose thinks that it's too big a job for him and he can't, you know, he, he uh, we're too big a club for him to take on, who else are we going to go for? Because I'm looking at the list of, of, like, who's available. And I don't know. I'm not getting overly excited with the options. People, you know, I mean... He's, Steve Cooper, no, with no chance, you <laughs> it know, Potter, balls, that, it, it? Graham Potter, with more chance of Harry Potter than Graham Potter, come in here, forget it, we're not we're not going to get that type of manager come here, not <laughs> unless we put millions of pounds at the door and then all of a sudden everyone wants to come because it's a project that they really want to get, you know, Money Talk's done it, especially in football, but we're not going to put the sort of money that's going to tempt those managers to come to town. We, we can't because of FFP or whatever rubbish. So, who realistically can we go out and get guys?
3: Well, Paul, Eckingbottom? would that be unrealistic? We've gone out and spent a bit of money this window. Is that going to be the standard going forward? I don't, I don't think we will be. I don't think this is something we can get used to, bringing in four players on quite rumoured to be quite good, undisclosed fees. Uh, but I think someone like that, I think they, they, mm-hmm. they are there. There's only a certain amount of jobs as coaches abroad. We've done well with Corberham before, and obviously he was at Leeds, but we need something. We need, if it goes wrong on Sunday, we need to find somebody because Darren Moore ain't quite doing it for us at that point. So I don't know if there is anyone available, Nick, but you've got to have a go because it doesn't seem like the football it is at the moment and Paul Heckebottom is where I'd go. That's exactly where I'd be going. Um, but again, yeah. is it realistic within our, our budget? I don't know. I didn't think Warnock was last year, but that, that seemed to work out. Um, I don't think there'll be too much of a financial difference when it comes to Heckebottom and Warnock. So... Maybe we can look at something like that. But I think that kind of, that, that kind of coach you're after, are you? A, champ, a proven championship coach who can, who, who can motivate players and, and get a result.
1: I saw a blue terrier 19 saying he's seen Nicky bottom mentioned up and down as well. And I'm with you, I, I think you'd be a, I think you'd be a, an ideal fit for us. Lives fairly local, understands the area. You know, he's quite switched-on coach as well. He was at, was he at Leeds United Academy for a long. time? It was Leeds Academy for a long time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, you know, the guy knows his way around in terms of coaching. Um, I tell you when he's been at, at the Blades, he, he's he created a bit of a siege mentality, didn't he? It was them against the world and and all of that, which which is you know that's what Wagner did. And when we have our backs to the wall, that's usually when we're at our best. So I, I'd like him. Put bomb I think some of the other names, yeah, Nathan Jones. <sighs> I, I just can't abide the man. So he's he's an odious little rat in it. But what you can't what you can't deny it is he look what he did with Luton. So you know he's he's track records as good as anybody else's, isn't he? it? Stands, it stands the test of time. And I'm sure if you met him, he'd tell you in the first five seconds of meeting how great his, his record was. He strikes me as that kind of book But uh yeah, I'd I'd be all up for Eki. But I'm I, I guess it'd be all down to whether whether Big Kev would offer him the kind of money he wants to come. So so for
2: me, I, I agree. Ekinbottom would be the would be the ideal fit. I agree with Gaz that he's the type of manager. I think he would, you know, people are saying, well, you know, his style's not the most exciting, but you never know what you can produce with our players. And I, I actually think he's got you know, uh, a, a bit of something about him. <laughs> Imagine if we got Steve Cooper in, what would be his first press conference? to would be like, oh, no, did you uh, did you regret, you know, uh, beating us in the playoff final and, and getting sacked a couple of months, well, about a year later? Imagine it. That would be box office stuff, that, wouldn't it? Um, but, and I agree with you guys as well. Like, I, the, the, the one manager we can never employ after what he said about us is him. Is the uh, is, is obviously the man from Luton. So, you know, I I I agree, Ekin I mean, my three would have been Cooper, um, Bottom, and Rowett. I think the the only thing about Rowett is yes, people say he's boring, um, but you know he got Millwall into a good position, and I don't think Millwall's a million mm. miles away from where we are either. And he's a sensible Championship manager. You know, I think John Eustace has done a decent job at Birmingham, but apart from that, he's been un- untried, untested. Um, so that they, they'd be the three for me, Rowett, Eckingbottom, and more unrealistic in, in Cooper. Yeah. I agree, Tony Mowbray would have been a great Tony show. Tony Mowbray, I,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'd have had him here. Yeah. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, every every manager's a gamble, I guess. Like, you, you can't just go off the track record because some, some managers fit certain clubs and, and sometimes it, it doesn't work out. I mean, John Eustace, I do know, he did, he did do a good job at Birmingham before Wayne came in and uh, and nearly single-handedly destroyed, <laughs> took him down, took him from, like, fifth to just above relegation zone in such a short space of time. But you don't know, do you? I, I think the most likely on that list... Would be hecking Bottom, but maybe with you know maybe it isn't someone out of work. W- would you go for someone in the league below? Maybe poach someone up and coming, but then it's a risk, isn't it? You see, I, I, I don't know. You know, we're assuming it's going to be someone out of work, but what if it not What if they come and you know poach somebody from a a promising man? Is there any is there anyone promising down there? Or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. To be honest, I don't know too much. I I haven't looked too much at kind of League One managers but
2: um john yeah, masenho is doing well at portsmouth he's a, he's a very good up and coming coach and there's ian is it ian ever at bolton mm. he's done he's done fairly well so i suppose then that they're the two that you probably look at from league one but i don't think league one's where we want to be looking to be honest No.
1: well i know so are you going to attract an up-and-coming coach when you've been seven managers off in 18 months yeah well we oh, yeah. humble. I mean
0: we've we've got a manager that has success at getting promotion from League One, haven't we? Now
1: so. I could have got I could have got Sheffield Wednesday out of that league with that team.
2: <laughs> and know we would have had to go
1: through playoffs, Nick.
2: Or lose four now in the first leg in the process, guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right then, guys. So I think I mean we've covered a lot there, haven't we? I mean it's gonna be an interesting it's gonna be interesting on Sunday, isn't it? That that's for sure. I think we'll round it off with we have already touched on the game. Let let's have some predictions. Let's have some let's have some real positivity to finish the pod on, unless anyone's got any other points they want to bring up before we finish. But what what is our score predictions? Do you think Darren suddenly it's all gonna click and he's gonna get that win that's gonna push us up? Or do you think we're gonna get absolutely steamrolled? Three one loss
2: what i'm going for i think we'll, i
1: think we'll lose 3-1 i think it's going to be a long afternoon i think the win the win for them on saturday will have absolutely transformed can you imagine the bit bouncing in training this week won't they proud will be up for it the only way that'll work is if he if he absolutely throws a spanner in the works changes the shape and really goes for it we snatch an early goal and then then anything could happen because if we do score first then their fans are going to get nervous and they're going to get on the back but I just, I just can't see him being that adventurous. So, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I actually think we're going we're gonna to be losing. It'll be a close one. I don't think we'll get battered. It might be 2-1, I think. And, and we'll create one or two chances. But I'm struggling to see beyond a, a defeat again. Look at you lot. It's
3: pathetic guys. No, no positivity. <laughs> you're the problem. You guys are all the problem. You need to be there supporting them, guys, and you're thinking, oh, we're going to get stuffed now. 5-0. 5-0 for
2: you, Ian.
3: 3-1. Nah, yeah. I reckon a 3-1 win. I think... I think- We'll, we'll get an early eh? one and that game will come away from him. I do. I, I think if we have a go, I think if we have a go, QPR will get nervous and I think it'll open up for us. I just think mm. with town, this is us. This is town. We are we we never do what we're expected to do. We go to Sunderland and win, we do strange things. I think next week, knowing everything's on the line, I think I think I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the inherent positivity within maybe it's just me. But I, I just feel like if we do have a go, they've got no tape on us, they don't know. They they won't be able to prepare for us if we do do something totally different. Um, I think I think I think we're going to do okay. I think we've got enough with the new signings. I like Healy. Um, Bojan is, is back to full fitness. I thought he looked pretty class yesterday. I thought he looked good on Saturday. Just moments that just class. And if we can just dictate possession a little bit more, play a bit further up the field, we will create chances. Because we did we did Saturday. We should have won that game. That game should have been ours. Even though we didn't have the urgency. And The only reason we didn't win is because we didn't take. Quite, quite straightforward chances, but I honestly think we're going to do all right
2: this weekend. I don't think it's going to be. I think it, everyone's in for a bit of a surprise. It all hinges on it, on him changing the the, the whole tactics, though, doesn't it? Ian? And he's oh, it does, Steve. Do and work. if I get there and it's five at the back, I'm out. Oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tweet, I'll tweet my new score update right then.
0: <laughs>
2: are you? Uh, if you get there on Saturday, are you? Are you probably going to just come out the ground and drive back up straight away and not even bother watching the game?
0: Get back in your car, mate. If it's
1: five know, at just, the back.
3: I'll
1: just say I, like I quite like the fact that a comment came in fairly shortly after your uh, show, shortly after your score prediction, asking <laughs> if you were high. Which, to be honest, I'll use a I'm going to tell, what, tell some of what you're I'm doing. doing
3: fair. Fair. Behind, me, what? Fair. Behind me, I've been working on a mirror all day, right? And there's loads of adhesive to get the wood like oh. stuck onto
1: it. I, I could be. I know, maybe know, adhesive is too much for me. Why don't, you plug the, why don't you plug the Instagram, the house Instagram, while you're at it and everybody else can... Because I've watched it this afternoon in in all you building that right? mirror, I have to be honest.
3: Oh, all yeah, right, you've seen it. Well, yeah, and it's still here yeah. drying, so I think that's probably where it's come from, Joel. Um, I, it, I, I just think the game will be set up for us to do okay if we have a go if we if we have a go and how can you not have a go when your owner your boss is telling you to have a go and I think that's I, what we're i, hope, that's I what told do. him yeah. last
0: time he told him after Plymouth and that's what we served up other day do you know what I mean like it's yeah, this will
2: show, the show, show how, how high Ian is so if if we win 3-1 yeah Ian are you going to come on next week's podcast and with a banner of and Moore's a legend
3: no, because I going go downhill very quickly afterwards. I think we get the three points. I think we're six points ahead of QPR. No, then nice. all of a sudden get back to negative football. to Wednesday. Yeah. I yeah. oh, don't <laughs> say... That, 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 that is town, isn't it? That's kind of the club we used to have yeah, in that is. one yeah, way. You think, is. right, well, we're have out of trouble now. Let's coast it. <laughs> and then we never see a goal until March. And, and that's kind of... That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, where, that's I, what I,
1: usually yeah, happens. Yeah, I always start on the front foot, because I think, you know, we, we the players are going to want us behind them out there. We're going to all need to... To go there and get something to win a game, we're gonna to have to all be on the same page. So I hope they start well. I hope they start, you know, start at the front foot, and then we can all join in and and try and get behind them because I think we all, you know, we all want we all want them to win, don't we? Nobody wants them to lose. But I just no. I can't. I just can't see it.
0: I can't take anymore dif- like games without a win. I can't remember what winning feels like. Like honestly, it's, it's just gonna feel weird. I mean, I. I how many times have we scored three goals, killer once, all season? <laughs> I mean, we just don't... That do not mean it's
3: not going to happen, Nick. Then It's overdue, yeah. isn't it? It's overdue. I mean, that's we don't that's, score that's
0: goals, it, though. We just don't. We just... Never mind De Sandro's. They need to go to shooting practice. That's what the players need. Never mind going there. They need to just we... get practice shooting. We just, we just we don't beat...
2: score enough.
0: I think... We did, I, I, we I did think beat Burn 3-0,
2: though.
0: We did, but... That was it. Do you know what I mean? That, that was it. Like out of all all season once, man, it's 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 not good enough. I I think QPR will score first. I think they'll come flying out the traps. I think we will get a goal back probably from a set piece because that's the only way we can really score. And then it's probably we're so defensive we might just see it out as a one all. But it's not it's not going to be enough. It ain't going to be enough. And it, it, I don't know. I I really I I really hope I'm wrong, but I just the stats still. So this lie. this is a good
3: question. So next weekend, Sunday evening, is Darren Moore, our coach? Nick? No. Steve? No. Gaz? No. 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 I have faith in you, Darren. I think, I think you can get it done. <laughs> I want
0: him. I want him to succeed more than anything. Like he's a nice guy, but it's not about being a nice guy. It's about results, and we're, we're desperate here. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, it, we, I, 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 there's no one wants him to succeed more than me, but it's just not happening, is it? and I'm Sorry, right, Tony's any got, got my back. Though. Look, look at this.
3: Tony's got my back. Since a Rotherham game, every six games we win, it's been five. Destiny. That's that's what. <laughs> that's all I need.
0: Nice. I like. that. Is Tony in the same
2: us, but... room as you?
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe he's <laughs> he's just sat over there. Is that Darren Moore? Is that has he just put another name up there? Is he put? Is that his alias? Tony.
2: <laughs> Somebody said, by the way, on um, on a, on a very reputable um, site that I think we all. We all know that apparently Nagel met Heckingbottom in Leeds at the uh, Cotton Craft um, restaurant. Whether that's true or not, who knows?
1: He's got good tasting restaurants, then, that's all I'll say. That's where they met. Better than better than Desandro's. That which I do know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he likes tattoo as well. I've only ever been in there once. It cost me. Eight, it cost me a lot of money. Oh yeah, it's anyway. it's not cheap in there. I've, yeah. I've only I'm, ever
1: been. In, I've only ever been in a tattoo once, and that was in. That was in Budapest, and it wasn't a restaurant. <laughs> oh,
2: right,
0: OK. It was a good night, though. And on that note, fantastic note, I think we'll call it a day, shall we, guys? But listen, time will tell, won't it? We'll see. It's going to be interesting, if nothing else. And let, let's let hope we get the win. But if we don't, then I think probably we, we can look forward to a new manager. But, I mean, the, the winnable games are vastly running out. We've got a very difficult list of fixtures on the horizon, so whatever we're going to do, we're going to need to do it and quickly, guys. Thank you, Steve, Ian, Gaz. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you've if you've liked it, give us a good um, good review. Get your comments up. Um, if you've liked it, we'll 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 do more like this. It's been it's been really good. It's been a good conversation, and and let's hope we're talking about a win next time, eh? Take care, everyone, and uh, and yeah, see you all soon.